Hi, my name is Shannon Pfeffer. I'm obsessed with understanding the how and the why behind feeling good and translating that knowledge into strategies that help you live better. Each week, we'll dive into conversations about food, fitness, stress, career, and family. We'll learn from each other, feel more connected, and we'll explore ways to design a life you love. So what are you waiting for? Keep listening for tips, tricks, and fun facts about feeling good, looking good, and living better. And don't forget to bring a snack. This is a Side of Syrup podcast. So when my husband and I were seriously dating, we oftentimes overlapped plans, trips, work travel, double dates, you name it, it got double booked, sometimes triple booked. We'd have to rebook plans or like keep the plans we already had, but not do them together. (laughs) So we created a shared calendar and put everything on it. And we would always consult the calendar before making plans. And this was something that we took like sort of as like a a time management challenge and did it as a couple. But since then, it has totally evolved to being not only a lifeline for our family and our relationship and keeping things together, but for my clients too. So I wanted to let you all in on a little secret about one important thing I know everyone listening today needs to hear, how to get more time back, how to get more time back in your day and prioritize that via your calendar. Because yes, you may have the 24 hours in a day that Beyonce has, but you don't have her staff to get it all done. So every other week, um, I'll be doing just a solo shorty podcast here and teaching you some time and energy saving hacks that you could implement right away that totally are simple, don't add anything else to your to-do list and really make it easy and sometimes sort of fun to get done. So, okay, let's dive more into this calendar thing. So it started off my husband and I doing it. We did it for a number of years and it became a system, honestly, a system that we still use today. Um, But when we had our first son, things kind of went out the window a little bit. This calendar concept, it really needed an update. So we went micro and planned things for it, like for ourselves, for our family time, for our work, like everything was in there. But we also added breaks when we needed to be alone or had like a personal list, like things to get done on our, on our own that like was different from going to a workout class. So we started putting everything on the calendar down to like when we would grocery shop or when we would meal prep or when we would cook. And I know that sounds crazy and I know that it sounds like a lot of work, but once you're already in this calendar system, it kind of goes with the flow. And you know what? 
it got easier for us. We didn't like bump heads as much about, you know, what had to get done because it was already there. This is what needed to get done this week. And we had to figure out when to do it. And we put it on the calendars, like the best times we thought were possible. Uh, and so let me just like back up a little bit. We had also started like color coding things so we could see easily for me, I'm a more visual person. So I needed to see it all kind of spaced out in, in colors and he needed to see it all written down. So it was a good way that both of us could really understand the calendar very quickly like that. And there suddenly became big blocks of time that we didn't have before. We uncovered lost time, which, oh my gosh, that was just an incredible gift uh, for our whole family because we got to also, you know, work on things we wanted to. And for me, it was working on my business. So I will be honest though, with children, with starting businesses, uh, my husband is also a business owner. Like, yes, there were surprises and interruptions every week and we didn't stick to the calendar 100%. But the system and structure was all in place to make the best use of our time every single day. So over the years, over 10 years at this point, I've gotten so much time back in my days just by organizing my calendar properly. I know it may seem like a lot or that it may take a lot of time for you to add all that information in, but don't worry, guys, don't worry. I have five steps. My secret for making it happen, getting that time back in your life, and how you stick with it. Because that's the other key component. You can set all this up and have this grand plan and make it be a resolution and make it be a big thing. But if you're constantly not um, making it part of your day to day, like as easy as brushing your teeth, then it slips through the cracks and then you're just stuck with like a, a planner on the side. You know what I mean. You know those notebook planners that you buy every year and you have full intention to like fill it out and then it just collects dust and then you end up getting another one the next year, hoping that the refresh year and the blank pages will give you motivation. We're not doing that anymore. We're going to do this digital calendar for you. Okay. The top five steps to making it happen and making it stick for you. Step one, creating a daily story. So years ago, a friend of mine who is actually going to be a podcast guest here shortly, uh, her name is Tatum. She, I consulted her about some career advice and I was like, I don't want to work in the agency world anymore. What should I do? I want to switch to this and this and this, but it seems impossible. And she gave me the greatest advice about when you look at your resume, it should be a career story. It should tell your whole journey of your career, you should be able to just talk about it in a couple sentences, how you got from job A to B to C, the reason why, and then, you know, every job fueled your next journey or your next curiosity. And that's why you're here today interviewing for this role. So whenever I set up my daily story, I think of Tatum's career story in my mind. So when you're setting up your daily calendar for the day or the week, there should always be a goal in mind. What do you want to accomplish? What carried over from the last week that you need to 
build upon, finish, take action on? Um, what new things do you need to do? You know, what if someone asked you to summarize your week at the end of the week, what would you tell them you got done? So figure out what that is first and a plan from there. So let me give you a concrete example of mine. When I was writing and filming my digital course, which will be out in just about two months, stay tuned, uh, I had a timeline to stick to. And the filming dates were non-negotiable. So I had to plan everything in reverse from there. My calendar, of course, had my family priorities first, but then it was filled with what I needed to do each day in order to tell the story I needed to. Your daily story should be clear to anyone who looks at your calendar as well. That's another really important point. So when I was filming my course, it was at blocks for editing, blocks for script writing, blocks for uh, researching, um, you know, cameras and lighting and um, spaces and 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 all of those logistical things that go into it, so that it wasn't just like the week of filming happened and I'm like, well, here we are a lot. I, I guess we're going to film. Everything was planned out and week by week, you could see the course being built through my calendar and what exactly was getting done each day. And it should be so crystal clear to you, but it should be crystal clear to anybody else looking at it on your calendar too. They know what your daily story is about. They know what you're going to accomplish that week. What you need to do and what you have time to do in your day is crystal clear in your daily story. Step two. So that's color coding. And I mentioned this before, for especially for those of us who are super visual. Every person and activity should have its own color in your calendar. This keeps everything separate and easy. A really nice visual takeaway to see what's happening and what's going on during your week. I use Google. I know a lot of people use uh, the Apple Calendar or um, you kind of download like really pretty desktop uh, calendars that you can write on or, you know, keep on your screensaver or background, whatever works for you, like use that system you've already got going. But for me, it's Google and there's about eight different color choices that you can pick. Uh, and you can pick something if you want on your personal calendar or your shared calendar or your work calendar, just so that um, if you do have if you worked up to a three calendar system like I've got, uh, you keep everything separate and easy. But anyway, every person in my family has their own color. Every big activities have their own colors. Um, and anything that is very like this, everyone has to remember this on this day. It's called out as an all day activity on the Google calendar. So, uh, it's just a way that also you can sort of like peel back and see what's going on during the week. Like if you have a bunch of things that are turquoise and that's your color, you have a very big week compared to everybody else. Um, or if your activity is yellow and that's all your kids priorities, like school pickups, sports games, volunteering, that's a busy week. And, and the focus is more on the kids that week. So you have to kind of pull your time back so you can cater to all of the time that needs for their activities. So having the color coding really helps with that. Um, my last podcast guest, Angie Aldape is the queen of color coding. 
when I first met her uh, at my first job in LA, she had a color code system that would impress, I think, the Pantone color folks. Um, <laughs> me, uh, no offense to the Pantone color um, team. Actually, I worked with you guys a long time ago. You were awesome, and I love your trend forecasting uh, for the colors of the year. And I like that this color for this year is very bright and fuchsia. Um, anyway, back to it. So if you have a lot of things going on on your calendar, you can keep, you don't have to have a color for everything. Like if you have six people in your family, that's going to be a very like brightly colored calendar. So you could do it another way. You could have your personal things in one color and then your work tasks in another and your um, family or your partner or your pets um, calendar items in another. I've seen it work a lot of ways here. So don't like panic and freak out of like, it's just me and I own my own business and it's all one color. Like that's fine. (laughs) Um, but just know that, um, you have flexibility here, but the most important takeaway is it should be this visual, but looking at you, because I look at myself in a mirror too when I when I'm talking to you guys. So this is the step I don't want you to spend the most time on. I actually want you to spend the least amount of time on this step. Although it's fun to get caught up on what is the perfect color and do these colors go together? How do I like load in more colors? Don't get caught up on this. This is a task that like if you get caught up on, it's not going to help you build your calendar any sooner and it's not going to help you get back time. So just like do what I do, take your Google calendar, take what colors they give you, go from there. So step three, plan out all the tasks. Every day and every week, there are tasks you have to do. Tasks that you need to do and tasks that you want to do. So how do you know you can get them all done? That's the number one question here. You block them out on your calendar. I'm not talking about batch working and or deep focus working where you're like, I'm going to do this for three hours and I'm going to do this. I'm talking about actually blocking out how long it takes to do something. And only doing those tasks you have time to do each day. So you're literally only tackling things that you can cross off your to-do list because you've made the time for them. So unless something is brand new, I know you can estimate even roughly how long it will take to get it done. Block that time out on your calendar every single day for every single thing you need to accomplish. You quickly get used to doing the plotting out of your days And I promise you, it's not going to overwhelm you. That overwhelm will actually be reduced almost immediately because you'll see how long it actually takes to get things done. And you'll have a lot more power to say no to the things that you don't have time for and yes to the things that you now have time for. Can you imagine like being able to say yes a lot more because you've actually figured out how to like smoothly get things done in your day? Game changer. So step four is making time for breaks. So you have, let's say you've been doing this for three weeks now and you've roughly like gotten the system and you're understanding how long it takes you to do some tasks. And maybe this is making you stay on task a little bit more instead of like turning to your phone, scrolling a little bit. 
it may seem obvious, but when you start planning your calendar, it's also so easy to fill it up. You're starting to save time, make time, and then fill that time. So my advice to you is to leave some wiggle room. For that phone call from a friend, for that time you like really need to take a break, the time you actually need to like take a cat nap on your desk. We've all done it. Make a few of the tasks longer than they would need to complete so you finish quicker and you've got some bonus time built in for the week. Don't make it a habit for every single task, but do it for yourself, especially when you've got a busy week of goals to get to, or it's not your color all week, it's somebody else's color, and you know you won't have a lot of time for yourself, like even if it's like 12 minutes. And that 12 minutes is your like, just like Zen time, like it is your time. You're doing this organization to get time. You've earned it. So step five, our last piece of the calendar process here, direct decisions to the calendar. So it's one thing to set up the calendar, but it's another to use it. Use the calendar as a tool in life you refer to. Do you have time to take this last minute trip? What about the race you've been looking to train for? Maybe. How do we make this work? Did you meet your goal of cooking four out of seven nights this week? Yes. And you want to add one more to the docket? You have time for that. You can clearly see it on your calendar. You can even bring the calendar out and plan with your friends or family. Trust me, they'll think you're nuts the first time, but then they'll totally get on board and get used to it. I say this after 10 years of doing this, remember guys? So get them on board and even share a calendar with them so they can add to it as well and see what you've got going on. So there you have it. By planning out your calendar and what goes into your daily story, you can actually create more time in your life. I promise. So for those of you who have been listening, but sort of like doing other things, like come back to me for a minute. Let's just review really quickly the five steps to getting this time back in your life by organizing your calendar. So one, step one, creating this daily story. What is the thing you want to accomplish this week? What does your calendar story tell us? Remember that example when I was filming my digital course? It was super crystal clear. That was my focus. That was what was getting done in my world that week. What does your week look like to you? Number two, color coding. Don't spend too much time on it, but color code people, activities, or both. Make it crystal clear what's going on for who and everybody in your world. Step three, plan out all the tasks. How long will it take you to get something done? Put it in the calendar. Have those time blocks set up so all you're doing each week is what you can get done with the time you have. Step four, make time for breaks, especially in a busy week when somebody else's color is dominating or an activity's color is dominating. Make a little time for you and a little overschedule some of those activities so you've at least got some wiggle room. Or bathroom breaks, something we all forget to add in. <laughs> bathroom breaks, shower breaks. Make sure those are all in your calendar too. And step five, use the calendar direct decisions to the calendar, make it a a conversation point, make it a gathering point. So you can correctly plan based on what you've got going on. 
right now or in the future. So you can use that time you're getting back to do more of what you want to do. So I'd also love to know from you, what calendar hacks do you have? I've been doing this for 10 years. I feel like I come up with things all the time that are super helpful, but I know there's more. So reach out to me. Let me know. Shannon Pfeff on all the socials. Like, I'd love to know what you do to prioritize your, your calendar and really get your time back. And now that you've had this time back, I can also help you get your energy back. I'm not getting here. Just head over to my website or IG handle at Shannon Pfeff, P-F-E-F, and grab your free copy of the secret that no other wellness coach will tell you of how to get your energy back today. And I've got five tips in there that like just completely change the game for like getting your energy back right away. So imagine this more time back, more energy back. What are you going to do next? Thanks for being here today, guys. I can't wait to share so much more in two weeks. Uh, my next how to, and, uh, if you have any other topics that you want to hear about, you have questions about reach out. I'm here for you too. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Side of Syrup. If you love this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and review and subscribe so you never miss the next one. Also, if you know someone who would love this episode or podcast in general, send it to them too. Thank you. New episodes go up on Tuesdays. Thanks for tuning in. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon. 